Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, and welcome everybody. This is Man Up Podcast. Uh, Podcast number 78. We're so glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. We are at Sugarland Baptist Church. So if you grab a globe, spin it around, if you're blessed, you'll go ahead and you'll hit Texas. On the southeast side is the largest city in the south, Houston. On the southwest side of that is Sugarland, and that's where we are. This is the Man Up Podcast. It's a spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and especially in this heated climate, it's great to be able to get together for just about an hour and just talk about different things that are important to our journey of faith, and that's what we're here for. And so we're so glad you found us. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, SoundCloud. We're also on Facebook, so if you have a question, you want to go ahead and post it. Post it there, we'll get to it on our next podcast. So <clears throat> it's great. You're, it's, uh, of course, in the fall, and it's rainy out. And did I have an umbrella? <laughs> Absolutely not. This is uh, man up. But <laughs> I, I did have head down and walk fast. Well, you shed water pretty good. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, I don't have the hair to hold it up. So um, wonderful lesson that we're going to talk about today. Hey, thanks for smacking me early. So just because of that, I'm not calling on you first. Uh, I'm going to want to let this panel, this panel is unique. Uh, we have a, a guest here, and I'm going to go ahead and start it out with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. And uh, give uh, your thoughts uh, on the lesson. Inter- introduce yourself as well. Uh, well, I'm a regular here, Steve Titch, policy writer, sometime uh, poker player. Um, I've been looking forward to this lesson for a few weeks. We're going to be doing John chapter 3, principally uh, verses 1 through 21. For starters, this is is kind of personal because it it was this this section of scripture that really where I began my uh, journey back to Christ. Um, it It was... this passage. This is the this is the discussion with Nicodemus. This is where we get the phrase "born again, born again Christian," um, and I identified a lot with Nicodemus. Uh, he's an intellectual. He's a scholar. He's a teacher. He's a leader. He's a, he's a member of the Sanhedrin, and he's open-minded. He comes to Jesus. The thing is, he comes expecting. Uh, a certain type of conversation, and what he gets is completely different. Yeah. Well, not at all what he was expecting, uh, and we'll we'll get to talk about that uh, as as we move through. Excellent. I'd like to introduce our guest, Casey Johnson, and Casey, uh, second time back, um, Mormon, uh, Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints uh, member. So so glad you're here, and just introduce yourself. And I call you the techie. Because uh, all the Star Wars stuff, and uh, uh, he has it, but I don't. So, welcome, Casey. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, so, Casey Johnson. I'm actually a, uh, 
uh, by trade a, a businessman um, and uh, play around a little bit in the old patch, but as stated earlier, I thoroughly enjoy my Star Wars. There's a lot of great parallels in there sometimes you can find. Uh, <clears throat> but the great thing about this is I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, <clears throat> uh, I'm with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, one of the key things for us is our belief in Christ and the need for us to be baptized. It's great to be able to see and understand uh, a period here where Christ gets a chance to really talk about uh, <clears throat> baptism and its importance. And so uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for us tonight. And so looking forward to it. Michael Cropper, he is an attorney, but he is also a prosecutor in the city of Houston, calling the judge. Mike? Yes, it's great to be here. Uh, Bill, Casey, good to see you again. Uh, of course, Steve, it's always good to see you. Uh, the, the section Steve talks about is very important to me also. Uh, uh, at one point in, in my, my uh, life, I decided I would see if there was anything to the, the God scene, because uh, you hear it, Baptist quite often use the term born again, as Steve had mentioned. Uh, there's a, so much more to it than just being born again. Uh, Jesus addresses Nicodemus on that. But there's a whole, a whole uh, universe uh, to me because the Old Testament talks about it and, it. and when he says being born again, he explains it a lot more as being born of the Spirit. Uh, in other words, we all are right. born into life through God's uh, decision, whatever, we all have life in our bodies, we live in the flesh, and we have a spirit within us. But there's a direction that needs to come to us and we need to grasp onto, and that's the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and that's what Jesus talks about here. And we're gonna, I hope we get in that real deep. It's a fascinating, fascinating passage. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read. We are from the Connect 360. This is Rescue and Redemption. This is the, the 11th lesson, and it's the necessity of spiritual rebirth, John 3, 1 through 21. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, who no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? I tell you the truth, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, 
that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be plainly seen that what he has done has been done through God. As you think of that whole scripture, that whole section, Nicodemus had, had got to have thought, <clears throat> I missed all of this. You know, it's not just one thing. I mean, it is a whole change that Jesus is talking about. And like he said, he called Nicodemus, you are Israel's teacher. How could he be that far off? Nicodemus was a brilliant man. First of all, he's on the Sanhedrin. He right. studied <clears throat> studied the Old Testament, probably knew it backward and forward. Right. Probably you could tell him a scripture, he could probably repeat it to you. He was that that knowledgeable. And uh he had an open heart, which is one thing mm-hmm. Steve mentioned, right. which is really great because he sensed there was something more that he was missing. But if anybody could get to heaven by knowing the Old Testament, it was the Pharisees. And he was a very, very strong Pharisee in his belief. From what we understand, what we look at the Scripture, much like Saul, the Apostle Paul, we come to know later in the New Testament. And, and, and Nicodemus was a member of the ruling class as well. So he's wealthy. He had a history. If anybody could get to heaven, it would be Nicodemus without knowing the Holy Spirit. And the Pharisees were just so strong and so powerful and had a great, great knowledge of, of the Bible up to this point. Right. Steve. Oh, well, that's exactly... He comes, to, he comes to Jesus. He calls him rabbi. He calls him teacher. He believes he's from God. But that's, that's the key. He's expecting to learn something. He's coming in with his knowledge of the law. He's like, well, maybe there's something I don't know about the law. And this Jesus of Nazareth seems really, you know, sharp about it. But then Jesus hits him. Instead, instead they don't talk about the law. They don't talk about yeah, Deuteronomy. They yeah. st- he, Jesus hits him with this, you must be born again. Yeah. You must be born of the Spirit. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nicodemus takes this very literally at first. So, oh, wait a minute, I, I've already born. I can't be born again. And Jesus begins to talk about. He, he goes through a series of revelations. Essentially, you're right. Yes, this is yes. stuff that right. Nicodemus, Nicodemus, Nicodemus is getting direct word from above yes. from Jesus, who the, the guy who and right. who then identifies himself as the Son of Man. And then speaks uh, not only of baptism, not only of this baptism of water and the Spirit, which which could be has, has a number of connotations, but then of all the stories of, from 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 the Torah, from the Fox Five books, from Exodus, from Moses, yeah. 
uh, the parting of the sea. There, there were loads of miracles. Yes. Jesus pulls out the serpent in the desert. Yeah. Where, which was a bronze serpent, where you got bit by a snake. People were praying, what do we do? God told Moses, cast a bronze snake. Anybody who looks upon this doesn't have to do anything. And why was this? Why was it serpent lifted up? Because of their sin? No, no. Well, because because they were they they were that was the it was life. It was the antidote to being bitten by. There was nothing. There was no. There was no prayers. Just look upon, and and then and then and and have faith in doing it. And have faith. Yes, that's correct. And then, but but. Then and then the parallel comes. So the Son of Man will be lifted up, and and we don't know. John bounces around. This is taking place in in Israel. I'm sorry, in Jerusalem. Um, chapter two dealt with the overturning of the tables, and as I said, John bounces around. So chronologically, he doesn't actually go in order. This conversation may have been happening during Holy Week. May have, yeah. it was occurring during a Passover special uh, festival. May have been a few years before, but the, the, there's added poignancy if this is happening a couple of days before his crucifixion, because he's basically calling it that this accident, and, and that's what. And I'm going on. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll wrap up in a minute. Yeah. What 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 um, what you have is Nicodemus is asking, "What does this born again mean?" and Jesus says, you're going to look upon me. I am going to be lifted up. And that is going to be your gateway to being born again. My death on the cross. And, the, and that's where all this then comes from. That your whole rebirth is through, through the salvation, through the atonement on the cross, through the salvation the Lord gives you on that. And just like the desert, that's all there really is. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know that, that Nicodemus is probably being floored by I'm floored by it. Everybody should be floored. It's the miracle of, you know, it's the mystery and the miracle and mystery of, of salvation. Um, but it's all encapsulated here. And that's, it's very, I find it very critical that of all the Old Testament stories, and, and I'm sure Nicodemus knew it all, Jesus pulls this one out. The serpent in the desert that gave life to those who looked on it. And the parallels with the cross are there. That was awesome. So born again is being receiving life through but spirit. Yes, and the mystery is it's not it come doesn't come through you. You see, but back in my this is my conversion experience. Yes. I thought the idea behind religion and and I think Nicodemus was your we, we talked last week about the engine, the car. Your faith Coming to Christ isn't coming to fix a defect in your vehicle. Ah, I got, I got no, my timing belts adjusted. I got to get a little more air in the tires. You're getting a completely remade vehicle. You in your in yourself. That is what's happening through this through this great mystery of uh, of the cross. I think that, that Nicodemus, as we've already stated, is very much a brilliant man uh, and well thought of. Uh, and uh, it's wonderful to see Christ come along and uh, essentially answer Nicodemus very simple and explains to him an extremely profound mystery that a lot of us miss. And you started to hit on it, uh, uh, Judge, and that, and that is the fact that, number one, you, you've already gone through the temporal aspect. You've been born. 
your physical. Absolutely. You need to now go and get baptized. And, and why? Well, because you need to, to be born again of the Spirit. Well, how, and Nicodemus, like you said, he totally was thrown off. What the heck? And, and, and gives like almost a child response. <laughs> he literally, <laughs> I mean, right. really mm-hmm. smacks him up the side of the head here to, to, right. to man himself up for what it's worth. Right. And, and turn Thanks for and, the plug. You're welcome. Here's your nickel. <laughs> <laughs> and so Nicodemus responds back, like we said, you, uh, what, you expect me to like climb back up in my mother's womb and, and do it all over again? But I'm a man. Yeah. And, and Christ is very clear explaining that, no, you need to be born of the Spirit, meaning that you need to be baptized again with water. And here is why. And he begins to go through this profound component of there is the nature of what is physical and the nature of what is spiritual. Being born again is a spiritual element. And the reason I can explain this is through Moses. And, he, and as you said, he begins to go through the process. Moses had a physical item to look upon and have faith for the children of Israel, the serpent. Right. And have faith that you'll be healed. And then right. Christ turns around and goes, here is the spiritual aspect, the eternal aspect, right. which is when I end up on the cross, I go through the Garden of Gethsemane, and I end up on the cross, That at that point... I will be able to help all mankind and be able to bring the resurrection and give you an immortal body, a body that is fully resurrected and will live forever. And that is a gift given to you and to everybody. Now, he continues to try to describe more about this whole aspect of spiritual as well as physical elements. And uh, it's just amazing that he describes this mystery very clearly if we pay close attention in the scriptures. The author starts out with the first sentence of this, uh, and he says, everybody needs a personal experience with God. And it's that simple. That includes forgiveness for the past, and he leaves out the word sins there, but I'm going to throw that in. It includes forgiveness for the past sins and a new start on life through the guidance and the direction of the Holy Spirit. I take a little more simplistic view, and I realize sitting here among this panel, and I know there's a, the reason why we assemble this panel for Man Up Podcast is because everybody comes from a different point of view, a different background. I probably should have stepped up my game a couple of more levels before I came to this fight, uh, because I'm, I, don't, I don't really identify with Nicodemus, unlike Steve. And the reason why is this. I've, just, I've never really had a conversion necessarily experience. I'm a simple guy. I was on a pig farm. My parents went to church. I went to church. I always felt like working on the soul. If the body is a barrel, you fill up the soul. The soul is not an organ but it does affect the way your brain, your heart, your ultimately your hands and your feet work. And that's how I've always felt. People that have these major changes in their life need a reason. That's why a lot of times it's crisis that they just turn around. That The spirit is the only thing that is accessible to them, but it's so alive at that moment 
And I, I honestly think that Nicodemus was so plugged in and he was already high up on the, in the Sanhedrin that as he saw Jesus, this is real. What Jesus, these miracles really happened. He believed him. And I don't think he expected it to be this radical. No, no, no. no I, I mean, he, he literally no question. Yeah, he literally points out right away here uh, in the right. latter verses of, of what we've been talking about the fact that, look, I have come essentially to fulfill the law, and uh, and give yes. you the spiritual element of it. Right. You've had the physical element since Moses. Right. <laughs> I'm here to fulfill it, and Nicodemus finally gets that that hit, and and he does he gets it a way in which he didn't expect it. Yeah, <laughs> and that usually happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's, again, it's throughout the Old Testament. I believe you just mentioned that when the children were delivered from uh, from Egypt through Exodus. Go, you want to say something? Go ahead, Bill. We're up against a hard break. So okay. thank you so much. This is the Man Up podcast, podcast number 78, and we will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. What am I saying? Welcome, gentlemen, because that's the vast majority of you that are out there. This is the Man Up, Man Up podcast, podcast number 78. We're glad you are here. And we're talking with our panel. We are in the Connect 360 Rescue and Redemption. This is lesson number 11, and it comes from the scripture, John 3, 1 through 21. And we're talking about the necessity of spiritual rebirth. And I'm sorry, Judge, I I cut the judge (laughs) off. I mean, is there anything worse that you can do is cut a judge off? But anyway, uh, back from the break. Yeah, let's go back back to something Jesus Jesus addressed uh, uh, Nicodemus. And uh, in verse number 10, uh, folks, again, we're in, we're in John 3, 1 through 21, which Bill read at the first of the, uh, the podcast. He says, you're an Israel's teacher and you do not understand these things. And he's asking a question here. Uh, folks, all throughout the test, Old Testament, there is evidence of the Holy Spirit coming from God and showing miracles and things that happen. The, miracle, the greatest miracles that we talk about if, as when the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt. But there are many personal experiences. Uh, when King David was anointed with the uh, the Holy Spirit, or with the oil that was poured on his head, the Holy Spirit came and he prophesied. King Saul, the first king of Israel, 
was anointed with the oil. So the oil is an indication or a, a, a precursor to the Holy Spirit itself. And Saul spoke as a prophecies and, and, and uh, prophesied before God. Uh, Samson, when the, 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 the scripture is real clear, when the Holy Spirit came on him, he had incredible strength, right? So there are, there are old things out throughout the Old Testament. And Jesus, I think, is a- asking Nicodemus, don't you see these indications that there's more than just learning the scripture and more than just reading it and studying it? There is a connection to God himself and the whole, through the Holy Spirit itself when you connect with him, whether it's through the scriptures or, or, or uh, whether you provide and give your heart to him. Because even the Old Testament, David says over and over in Proverbs, say, love the Lord with all your heart. Love the Lord with all your heart. Reach out to Him. He will meet you. And by the way, this is what happened to me. I was 19 years old, and uh, and I'd been in church, been in Baptist church all my life, and I heard the teaching of the, whole, of the Scripture telling me that I must be born again. And finally, one day, I came to a point in which I said, You know what, Lord? If you're really real, make yourself real to me. And in about two weeks... Uh, the girl I was dating, by the way, she had been praying for me, which is, which is, uh, it worked, whatever it was. And she and her family had been praying that I, uh, that I accept Christ. And uh, about two weeks later, she called me up and says, the Lord gave me this scripture for you to read. And I read the scripture and busted out laughing. It was like just a conversion came all over me. Just my heart, like I was cleansed from the inside out. And, and now all of a sudden I was starting with a new frame of direction, a new whole new person and that was and then immediately I started reading the Bible and you know what made sense then up to that point I'd read the Bible and I started off in Matthew then I went to John the Bible didn't make sense to me until the Holy Spirit came within me and started directing Mm -hmm. me and by the way Bill I want to say something to you right quick the author addresses what you mentioned to us a little earlier he says uh Jesus went further saying, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit, in which case he mentioned, and of course Steve has mentioned. And then he says, uh, no, uh, okay, on page 123, right before going to page 124, he says, uh, one thing is certain, God is dynamically involved in everyone's conversion experience. Some individuals know precise details relating their conversion. I can tell you mine, that was on February 7th, 1971. Uh, others That's have yours. A, you were reading. <laughs> no, you broke in. You're right. Right. Keep yeah, reading. Right. Be quiet. Okay. The second statement by the author says others have a progressive and growing experience mm-hmm. of committing their lives to Christ. And we talked about that. And I found like this a slow a stalk of corn. <laughs> you know? Both times of conversion. Mm-hmm are living in the in God's Holy Spirit. He says breeze. I don't like that word breeze. They're living in the guidance of God's Holy Spirit. And that's why I keep looking at yours. And, and I have two children that are that way. Two children cannot tell you they accepted the Lord, but they did it, do it constantly. Another one said, I want to get baptized right. and uh, to serve the Lord. He was seven years old. The other two said, can't tell you when. All I know is that I've mm-hmm. done it. It's hard to be on a faith journey if you have no faith. Just a couple thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just going to kick out of this for the fact that, you know, Nicodemus, again, you know, even though he gave a childish answer initially, 
the next piece that comes along where, where Crisis does a little backslap, gently, mind yeah, you. Yeah, right. And yeah, he turns right. around and pretty much just says, you know, if you don't understand the physical things, and how in the world do you expect me to teach you what right. the spiritual things are? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Come on, you're a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of just puts him in his place a little bit. And I think a lot of times that's something else that we need to look at and can you know think about ourselves. Where are we in our progression and our relationship with Christ? Yes. Where are you? Are we improving or are we going backwards? Because <laughs> Christ isn't moving. Right? Are we going forward? Christ, or going Christ is standard. He, he is the standard. He yes. is, will not move. He is stalwart. It's us. Yes. Yes. Where are we going? And how's that relationship building? We had a guy that was in. Remember. Uh, what was his name in class? I got to give him credit for this one. It was great. Lynn. Lynn, the oh, guy who was the old mm-hmm. contractor, the yes. old project manager. Yes. It's yes. not yes. accepting Christ. It's when you stop rejecting Christ. That's right. Wait, wait, not, yeah. Okay. And not accepting. Yeah. It's, it's when you stop rejecting. Yes. Is what he mm-hmm. used to say. I, I don't necessarily uh, think that applies an, for me, but maybe some people are out there I like think that. That's the beginning. There's I think there's an active there's some there's an affirmative action and now now we can get to to what the kind of the more Calvinist side of things is can can you can you even can you even ex- is accepting it working working your way? So I'm not going to go down that hole. Right, right. But I do want to talk about this is this is, you know the 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 money scripture the rubber hits the road verse, John three sixteen and and by extension three seventeen God mm-hmm. so loved the world he gave his one and only son. Um, Verse 17, and I think is really important for people, new believers and old believers. God did not send his son. This is from the Bible, not me. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through them. This is not, this is not Sodom and Gomorrah redone or the great right. flood. This, on the other, is a rescue mission. And it's telling, in a literal sense, Nicodemus comes to see Jesus at night. Which, probably because he wanted to do under cover of darkness, but John's gospel also talks a lot about light and darkness, good and evil, yes, truth, yes. And, truth and lies. And it's right here, it's even here at the end of the, so end you of the think chapter. So shading. I think, I think, oh yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a, Nicodemus, despite being this righteous Pharisee, is walking in darkness. Like but, but the, keep, yeah, keep in mind though, how did the Pharisees and Sadducees look at Christ at this point? Most of the most of the, 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 the more the more open-minded ones were like liberals, but were like like Nicodemus was right. more was more open to it. But the Sadducees certainly the Sadducees. were not happy about. We're, we're we're definitely you know Nicodemus goes as far as to say you know you've come from God. Sadducees did not right. think that. Um, but let me get back to what I'm, where, I'm, where I'm going with this is that this is a rescue mission. This is this is God's son. God's sending his son to reach into the darkness. Not, not to say, I mean, he does say, follow me in a way, but that's true. But, but he, is, he is coming into the darkness and giving this opportunity to pull you out. And, and this, this is really where, where I think, where I find the miracle of salvation so important. You know, because right, we, we love the dark. We like being in the dark. We like doing you know, following our own senses. And, and, and the Lord will come in and, and meet us there. Um, and, and, I, and that's, that's amazing. 
That's it's it's mysterious as as it is amazing. I think it's interesting that Nicodemus comes at night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Part of the reason is because, yeah, I don't know if I want to be seen. Yeah, yeah. around this right. guy. Right. And, no and, 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 yeah. and also, by the way, you know, I'm going to respect you as a rabbi. I'm going to respect you, you know, uh, you know as, as somebody mm -hmm. who speaks with God. But I'm still not sure about really who you are yet. Yeah, I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of the sense yeah. you yes. have. Yeah, yeah, no question. <laughs> and, and, and finally, yeah. mm -hmm. by the time we get done here, Nicodemus is, he's sold. He's, he's like, got it. Uh, I now begin to understand. And and we see that later on mm -hmm. in the scriptures and through John because mm -hmm. of the, uh, he does, the he path does of where Nicodemus ends mm -hmm. up going. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it is very interesting that, that you have this gentleman coming in and just asking him two, you know, a couple simple questions. And trying to understand a truth, and we get this wonderful piece of scripture, not only understanding the fact of why you need to be baptized again spiritually and talk about spiritual elements, but also the fact that the whole point of this has been taught for ages, and that is, a Messiah is going to come and save the world. And by the way, Nicodemus. He's standing right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you've got, now, now the only place I would disagree, I mean, and I know you're coming from a different tradition, is that there's no, certainly baptism is part of, is a, is a ritual, we, I mean, we are, this is a Baptist right. church we're in. Right. Um, there's nothing you can do to influence what God does. You can't make something, you can't do something that makes God do something for you. So the really as, as Paul said, it comes down to accepting the gift of forgiveness mm -hmm. from Christ, which again brings you, brings brings your rebirth, as 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 plainly placed here. I do not yeah. think you have to be baptized or have to do any sort of physical ritual to achieve that. Um, I think it's it's a matter of the spirit. Let's let's talk about this verse one more time. Uh, verse 17, which he brought up, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through If you've ever talked to people about Christ, and try the way they say, mm -hmm. how, could, how could God possibly let a three-year-old child die of cancer? If there is a mm -hmm. God. I've heard that oh, yeah. over mm -hmm. and over and over mm -hmm. again. And Steve, to me, you hit on the key scripture here. Uh, folks, he didn't come that a child should die, a three-year-old should mm -hmm. die but rather that he should have heaven and life itself. You're looking mm -hmm. at the whole picture of the universe backward. If you see that, uh, that God allowed mm -hmm. a child to die at three years old, or another one, why did that person die? Why did God let this happen? He didn't let this happen. Sin created that avenue or direction that went through there God created the opportunity to, for to, life to redeem and heaven mm -hmm. and eternal life. And that's why I say I think that is a mm -hmm. fantastic scripture you brought up. It's as, to me, as important as John 3.16 itself because he didn't, God loves us so much, he did not come to here to, to condemn us, but to grant us heaven itself. And not to uh, go down a huge rabbit hole, but what really taught me about uh, the spirit is being on the farm and seeing an animal die. 
Now, physically, unless it's got its head chopped off or something like that, it, a lot of them do not look any different than when they were alive. The only thing that has changed is the circulation. However, that animal goes from being two parts, spiritual and physical, to just physical. There is no spirit, no energy around that animal. And it convinced me early on in my life, I just believe. Not, not, not anything more complicated than that, just, just simple. And this really brought it home. And I can tell you, when I had my son, and then I read this, that he gave his one and only son. Now, Casey's had two. Steve has one, you you have one, I have one. It really hit home how much the spirit come in you. You don't really know love until you have children. Right. Right? I remember my mother telling me that. She says, you won't understand until you have a child. And, And the true love of the Lord, the true love that God meant for us to have, involves children right Right. I I can tell you that and all this is like you said it all fits in place when you have children right especially when you see your children serve the Lord that's uh, that's just really really a a great eye we're getting down to the end of uh, this is podcast number 78 and uh, this has been a wonderful night a lot deeper uh, a lot deeper than normal. I mean, we're not. We're, I mean, we're not. I'm, and I'm sorry because I mean we kind of mix it up in here, and uh, the professor isn't here, and he he throws a lot of jabs out there, and so. Um, but sometimes we do get a little bit serious, and we, and so post some comments on our Facebook page. We also have a YouTube page. Uh, the professor does the Twitter. I'm not a twit. Or tw- I don't tweet. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. You're not a twit either. That's right. That's right. I wouldn't so, help you so hard. That's right. But this is podcast number 78. Uh, we're in Rescue and Redemption. This is the necessity of spiritual rebirth. And one more time, I want to go around and uh, let the fellas summarize and what an honor it is to have uh, Casey Johnson here as a guest. And uh, Casey, uh, go ahead and uh, just do a quick summary on uh, the takeaways of this. I mean, for me personally, uh, the one thing I haven't mentioned is that my all-time favorite scripture is John 3, 5. And uh, it was the very first scripture I ever memorized. And uh, What is that? Why don't you tell us what it is? <laughs> sure. So it's where the answer is that Christ gives to Nicodemus. Uh, when he's asking about how do I get born again, uh, essentially, what, what do you mean physically? And he responds back, and, and I have the King James Version of the Bible here, and it says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, 
except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And, <clears throat> I mean, it's really profound. You have to really think about that, meaning that you need to have the spirit. Absolutely. Uh, and yep. it goes on in the next verse, which it says, which is born of the uh, flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. One thing we need to take note of, and this is where my big takeaway is for everybody here, is that as you read further down, we've talked about there being temporal things and spiritual things. Those things that are temporal are eternal. They have been before us, present, and they will always be after us. There, there is not a commandment that the Lord has given that is not eternal. Now, it may have some commandments that seem to be temporal in nature, but for all intents and purposes, there is a higher law which is fully eternal. And Christ is trying to help Nicodemus understand that, meaning that it's trying to help us as individuals to understand that there is an eternal element to us and that we should have at least a guiding light of having an eternal relationship with Christ. Excellent. See, like I said, mm -hmm. I should have step, stepped up my game. <laughs> well, judge. <laughs> judge a couple of things I'm going to quote the uh, the author of the book once again right. I think Bill mentioned to us we're in Connect 360 folks uh, the the uh, the subject is rescue and redemption and um, it's a number of teachers that wrote the articles or the lessons that we've looked at in this book and I'm going to read a, and, uh, a couple of, of lines from what the uh, author points out to uh, Jesus did not come to earth just to make people back people pardon me. Jesus did not come to earth just to make bad people good and this is what comes from I think verse 17 again he came to make dead people alive you all have already said that over and over again uh, people were dead spiritually they were dead in their trespasses they were dead in their sin and and that includes me okay that includes us folks we were, dead, we were dead in our trespasses, our sin. We could not escape the disabling power and ultimate penalty of sin. Jesus came to free us from that and to give us eternal life. And again, Jesus did not come to condemn, but he came to rescue us and save us from that which was already condemned. Now, finally, I'm going to read one more quote from him. If you're asking folks, if you don't know, or you have not given your life to the Lord and followed Him and, and felt that, that renewal of your spirit we call being born again, uh, being born again begins a process. Let me, first of all, do that tonight. Maybe we'll end in prayer and ask you to join us in the prayer. But the point is, is uh, being born again is really a process that leads to spiritual growth, meaningful service, enjoyable experiences with the Holy Spirit and the Lord and the God the Father, the power to deal with life as it is, and eternal life. That glorious experience of God's presence with us on earth and eventually our presence with God in heaven. So how are you cooperating in becoming the person God had in mind for you to be saved? Steve, your summary, and then we'll get that, back to you, Mike, and go ahead and you'll pray us out then. Well, well that, that's... Uh, right. that, that, by reading the author, Mike, Mike just wrapped it up, and, and so did Casey, in a way. That's the mission here. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, because a lot of people today, they say, oh, Jesus, he was a great teacher. You know, I, I follow what he said. And that is true, and I'm sure Nicodemus felt the same way. But that, 
that wasn't the mission. The mission of Jesus was to bring light into the world, was to offer the, the avenue to eternal life, to, to, to reconcile God and man and, and allow every one of us access to the Holy Spirit. And that's what's kind of encapsulated in these 21 verses. And so, as the author, the author spelled it out very well, but that's, uh, that's what it's all about. That's what Jesus Christ is all about, this, this rescue mission to take us from the darkness to, into life, to, to, take us, to take us from, from death into life and darkness into light. Excellent. Uh, and my name is Bill Cox, and, you know, I had all these guys go first. I had some great stuff saved up. They all kind of stole my material. So uh, I'm just going <laughs> to... That's right. So I'm just going to go ahead. I mean, we're running a little bit late anyway, and so, uh, no, I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh, close it up here real quick and uh, thanks so much for listening we're on soundcloud if you want we have all of our stuff uh, archived on soundcloud we're also on itunes we have a facebook page we have youtube and we are so glad you're here and we want to make sure that you take the opportunity to join a bible-based church get involved in a, an adult bible fellowship preferably a men's only fellowship and and man up and with that we want to end this time going to do a little bit different going to have the judge lead us in a prayer so All right. pray us out folks if you if if you don't know christ we're going to ask you uh to repeat prayer i repeat uh and uh we're going to ask you and bill often says this folks if you're not attending a church find a bible-based church and then go there and attend it, and then read the Bible as well. But anyway, if you'll pray with me right now, uh, we're going to ask you to do that, and then we're closing out the program. Uh, Jesus, uh, we have read and heard that you died for our sins. Uh, we, have, we ask you to come into our heart. We ask you to forgive us our sins and cleanse our heart and our minds and give us a new life. Uh, by your grace and by faith in you. Lord, thank you for doing this, and thank you for loving us so much that you died for our sins, as John 3.16 says. And now we trust that you will forgive us of our sins, and you will cleanse our hearts and our minds, and you will give us a new direction in Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, and thanks so much for listening. This has been Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.